Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charnow, leading the next generation of football fans live on the Hard Count Football YouTube channel. And of course, right here on 1252 Sports Chicago, guys. Divisional round weekend. We had two great games, two absolute thrillers yesterday that came down to last second field goals. We have two more great games today. So with that being said, let's get right into it. We're going to talk about these games from yesterday, these games from today, some of the top news stories in the NFL, and just kind of touch upon everything. But first, you know, I need my right hand man in here to talk about these games. Let's bring him in. Harry, the Greek. Let's give him the harp, actually. Harry, how are you, man? What's going on? Yeah. Harry's getting uh, funky here. because um, You don't well, understand, bro. It's a beautiful day in Tampa Bay wearing a Chicago shirt. Jacob, what is more exciting than waking up in a divisional rounds knowing that the Green Bay Packers are out of the playoffs? I mean, let that sink in. Just... I, I felt I felt very similarly when the Patriots got blown out by 40 after everyone was hyping them up no, no, here. No, no. Can you? Ah. Oh. Are, are you smelling freedom in the division? Oh, it, I, it, it's 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 a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. I oh my god, I love this day. This is beautiful. And Aaron Rodgers, did you hear what he said in the post game? Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about the. the oh, please! Uh, I'm going to let you talk about. Anyway, good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. Morning. It is a pleasure to be on with Mr. Jacob Charnow on a divisional weekend. Oh, it's fun! It's fun. We had some great games yesterday. Before we talk yeah. about the Packers game, let's talk about that that uh, that 4:30 game. You know, all right, or or I guess 3:30 Central Time. See, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting used to this Chicago stuff. The Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty. Oh, Beats God. the Tennessee Titans 19 to 16 last second field goal 52 yards from Evan <sighs> McPherson. Apparently, Evan McPherson, before he went out to kick that, goes, "Looks like we're going to the AFC Championship round," which is so badass and so awesome. But Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times in this game. Nine yeah. times. Nine times. Joe Mixon. Even behind this, this gross offense, Bengals offensive line from yesterday, 14 carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown. It was impressive. Chase, it, is, it is incredibly impressive. Jamar Chase, five catches, 109 yards, lighting it up as he does. T. Higgins, seven catches for 96 yards. Nice game from him. You know and, what you didn't mention, though? Jamar Chase had five catches in that game, and he was targeted six times. Yeah. Wow. And, 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 and you know you know what, Steve? Just think about that. Think how good of a quarterback that is because... And he's getting blanketed all game. So. Blanketed? He was sacked nine times and hit 100, I think. Yeah. I think they I think they were hitting him on fourth down as he was on the sideline. They hit him so much. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, he how Joe Burrow is still alive after this game and how the Bengals somehow made it to the AFC Championship after, after allowing nine sacks is... I, I'll give all the credit to Ryan Tannehill. Because Ryan Tannehill, man, whoo, wait, he played like garbage. 15 for 24, 220 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, including one on the first play of the game and one on the last drive of, of the, the Titans' last drive to put the Bengals right in field goal range that would eventually allow them to win the game. 
completely ridiculous if you're Tannehill. Completely ridiculous if you're the Titans. You cannot be giving that up. You can't be making those those decisions in crunch time when you're paying Ryan Tannehill all that money to be clutch and win games, right? I agree, but the the, the bigger the elephant in the room is, is, you know, there was plenty enough time and... I mean, they really weren't, I mean, they were doing a pretty good job containing Henry, but when they were running a lot of their zone blocking, which by the way, Tennessee does better than any team in the National Football League, and you're going up against arguably one of the worst defenses in the National Football League, I don't know. I, I think I think I wouldn't have dropped back with an empty backfield and said, hey, we're going to pass the football. What are they, nuts? Harry, I got to stop Run you. the ball. Go the ahead. Bengals defense, which is, so I listen, listen, I was... I was wrong on the Bengals, but I think a lot of people were wrong on the Bengals coming into this year. If I was you, wrong too. If you told me, hey, the Bengals are going to make it to the goddamn NFC champion, AFC championship this year, I'd say, Haha, no, they aren't. And I'd laugh in your face and probably kick you off my show. Derrick Henry, though, right? They give him the ball 20 times, only 62 yards for King Henry and one touchdown. But that touchdown, it was like a, they were on like the four and it was a direct snap, right? But this Bengals defense has been quietly incredible against the pass and and against the run. This this defensive line was putting a ton of pressure on Tannehill. They were putting a ton of pressure on these receivers. They forced these this these Bengals secondary. They force turnovers. They do week in week out. They first they force turnovers. That just gets overshadowed by this dangerous offense, right? They didn't do a great job containing AJ Brown. Five catches, 142 yards, and a touchdown. Everyone else didn't do anything, right? Julio Jones had an okay game, but it was really this Titans defense that kept them anywhere in this game, right? Jeffrey Simmons lit it up with three sacks. Now, now I ask you this question, Harry, right? So Cincinnati moves on to the AFC Championship. We'll talk about who they're going to play in a little bit when we get to the games today. But we look at Ryan Tannehill, and we look to next year. And I'm on, and I follow probably every team's beat reporters on Twitter that 30, all 32 teams and probably some XFL teams. But everyone is talking about Ryan Tannehill. Should the Titans replace Ryan Tannehill? Well, everyone was talking about Ryan Tannehill until the 830 game happened. But, <laughs> but everyone's like, replace Ryan Tannehill. They need to replace Ryan Tannehill, right? An, uh, an average quarterback will only get you so far in this league. And I agree. I agree that an average quarterback will only get you so far. But it was the same thing that I, that I was talking about when I talk about Baker Mayfield. And I talk about Daniel Jones. Who is a realistic replacement for this Titans offense to replace Ryan Tannehill that would play better than him and fit this style of offense better than Tannehill does? Because Tannehill was solid for 18 weeks of the season, but as soon as he reaches the playoffs, you know, he 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 craps the bed, right? He plays like garbage. So, Harry, do you think, do you have a realistic option for Ryan Tannehill's replacement? Do you call for Ryan Tannehill's replacement right now? What's your deal with this Titans quarterback position going forward? Look, I I have I, I don't even know how to how, how to put this. Look, you know, Z- Zipper wants to help out. Zipper, do you like anybody here? Do you think Ryan Tannehill should have a game? He's just said no. Anyway, listen, it's it's a really good question. You know, and the elephant in the room is, and, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of answer it with a backwards answer. I think it was more of a coaching issue. Okay, when you have a team. When you lose King Henry and you still run for a thousand yards, 
with essentially with running backs that you've never heard of and a running back you did hear of, and he's 105 years old and Adrian Peterson still ran for a thousand yards. You have no business, even against a weak pass defense like Cincinnati, to continue to try to throw the football. Let me go ahead and explain this to you what I'm trying to say. If you're going to pass on a run-happy team, at least try to disguise it and run the play action. There was still plenty of time to do that. It reminded me of a game when you brought up Baker Mayfield and a game that they could have won in the fourth quarter and Mayfield threw a pick because they were showing that they were going to throw the football and the defense was waiting for it. Not all those interceptions were, were, were Tannehill's fault. So I'm going to ask you the same question. Jimmy G didn't have that good of a game. They had negative yardage in the first half, but they still managed to win the football game. Why? Because they played special teams and they played defense and they ran the football, Jacob. Tennessee had this game won. So for everybody that's out there going, told ya, then you obviously don't know much. I'm not going to say that's not fair. You don't know much about football. That's called being luck. It's better to be lucky than good any day of the week. And Cincinnati was lucky in that game. I'm not trying to go Stephen A. Smith and everybody, but the reality is I know what my two eyes were watching. The better team lost the game. And it happens occasionally in the National Football League. And that's what makes it so exciting. Now, don't get me wrong. I love me some Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow coming out of college. I love Jamar Chase because I think he's going to be the best wide receiver in the game for the next eight to 10 years. The kid is unbelievable. But you know what the scary part about this, Jacob, is? Can you imagine if they address this offense and defense, the lines between free agency and the draft? Do you have any clue how scary this team is going to be in the next coming years? And I hope I didn't get too loquacious by answering your question, but I wanted to give people something to think about. Jimmy Garoppolo won, and he played like dog doo-doo. Well, well, the Niners didn't score an offensive or defensive touchdown and still walked into Lambeau and beat the Packers. But I, my thing with Tannehill is a little bit different than, than my issues with Jimmy G. I, I think Tannehill is... This, this Titans team is a confusing one for me because I think they have one of the best coaches in the league in Mike Vrabel. I, I think that's undisputed. I think everyone... He didn't coach can, like it yesterday. No, but... Man, you ha- you can you have to put so much trust into your quarterback to make plays. They're paying Ryan Tannehill a ton, yeah, a ton of money. No, no, I get it. You know, I want someone else's opinion, and I know he's out there and he's he's kind of peeking in. So you know how we used to say Josh Rosen three times and he would appear. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to say it with me, Fat Mike, three times, and I promise you he's going to appear. I want his opinion on this game because I know he absolutely loved Cincinnati in this game. But then again, Fat Mike likes Cincinnati in every game this year, and he ended up losing. Today, the squirrel finally found the nut, and I want him to explain to himself, and I want him to tell us in the audience why Cincinnati deserved to win that game. So with me, I'd like to say it three times, Fat Mike. Fat Mike, Fat Mike. And I hopefully he does appear in the into the back room here because I really want to hear about this. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But listen, t- so if the Titans address this in the in the on the line, right? The Titans address the lines this offseason. It doesn't change the fact that you're playing with a quarterback who can't who can't produce in crunch time. Mm-hmm. Right, who can't produce on a game-winning drive? 
in the divisional round against a team that they are supposedly better than. Right? Yeah. This was a Titans team who they get Derrick Henry back. Yeah, they listen, they run the ball 20 times, right? Tannehill only throws the ball, what, 24 times? But he completes 15 of those passes. 15. Of and three the, of them are picks. Three of them are picks. Right, but they passed oh, the ball more pitch. than they ran. Why? Why would they do that? That's the whole thing. That That's your answer on my question, Jacob. You're right. I really honestly thought that the coaching staff for Tennessee is probably some – Mike Vabro is one of the best coaches in the National Football League. And it may be true, Jacob, but yesterday, mm-hmm. if he could turn time back, he would have coached differently. The very first play of the game when he threw the interception, I said, wow, I hope they don't run play action. They ran play action. What happened? The safeties never bit. They never bit. They didn't They didn't believe that the Titans were going to run the ball in the first play. They were going to try to push the ball downfield. Pick. Yeah. I mean, they were so predictable. They were more predictable yesterday than Pete Carroll's Offense. I think Tennessee. I, I think Tennessee was really overlooking the Cincinnati team because they listen. You run the ball twenty times with Derrick Henry. This, if I were to guess, I don't know the exact stat, but this is probably the least times he's run the ball all season, right? When they had him, I, I assume that they wanted to keep him healthy, playing with five screws in his le- in his foot and a metal plate, right? The reality is he probably shouldn't have been playing anyway, um, and. It's it, it sucks if you're the Titans. It really it's frustrating if you're a Titans fan because you know you get the one seed. Both one seeds lose yesterday, and you know it is what it is. Harry said he's turning the heater back on. We got that Chicago weather. Told you since he was gonna win. Said Fat Mike. Jimmy G is average. He's playing to the Super Bowl, and I think my dif- here, here's my my difference with with Tannehill and Jimmy G. Right, Jimmy G. There's a clear, he's playing with a fire under his ass right now, right? Because you have this rookie quarterback that they just traded a ton of draft capital to get. And he's come in, and when Jimmy G was hurt, played really well. Yeah. It's not like Jimmy G scored an offense. It's not like he scored, right? It's not like this offense, you know, blew the Packers out of the water as he's an average quarterback, right? The, the Niners rely on this defense. And the defense played played relatively well. Right, I think they played really well yesterday, but without this special teams performance, the Niners aren't scoring. Right, they're scoring six points the whole game. The Niners, I, I think, should move off of Jimmy G. Right, he has Tannehill is the undisputed guy there, right? Because he's getting paid a ton of money, and and, and he he's. He he feels secure in Tennessee. Jimmy G does not. They draft a quarterback. Very publicly draft a quarterback, obviously. Trade up. Jimmy G won't be there next year, right? I get he's I get he's playing to the for the Super Bowl next week, but is he? Is he because? I'm already looking towards next week, and I'm saying whoever wins the Bucks Rams game, it doesn't feel like they have a chance against. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like the Niners have a chance against that team. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They actually have a chance, especially especially if they end up playing the Rams. Because how many how many times in a row have they beaten them? 
A ton. A ton. Okay. I mean, a t- I mean, that'll be one of the most exciting NFC Championship games known. And, and it's not even two of the best teams ever. You know what I'm saying? But it would be so exciting because you've got the Goliaths, you know, the big L.A. Rams, you know, and all of a sudden you have, you know, the 49ers that aren't supposed to win. And But they, 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 they you know, they, I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah, but then, man, I get, when I say that a, that a mediocre quarterback can only take you so far, is the goal of a team to make it to the NFC Championship game? No, it's the end game. Every team, even the New York Jets, the end game in the start of the season was, man, we just don't want to make it to the playoffs. Trust me, as fans, that's what we say. Hey, I hope the Jets at least make it. They have a winning record and make it to the playoffs. I assure you, the coaching staff, the owners, and the players, all end game is, we want to go and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's what the end game is. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I also think Jimmy G's a bit of an outlier because you look at all the quarterbacks, the other. Well, where do you think? You know what? Let, 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 let's let's go three months from now. Where do you think Jimmy G's heading? Because I'm going to give you a name of a free agent quarterback that's going to be the hottest commodity in the National Football League, and he's the second stringer right now. They're already talking about it. Yeah. Are you going to say Marcus Mariota? No. Oh. Marcus Mariota ain't going to go anywhere. It's Mitchell yeah, Trubisky. He's not going there going. are teams so interested in Mitch Trubisky, it's not even funny. The Buffalo Bills landed themselves a diamond, and he hasn't played literally a down of football. They yeah. land himself. They're going to get draft pick for this guy. They're going to say, okay, well, you know, we can resign him, and then he's, they're going to trade him. Watch. They will get players for Mitchell Trubisky this year. Where does where, where does Jimmy Garoppolo fall? Let's just say Mariota, Trubisky, name a couple of others. Where I think Mariota stays in Las Vegas. I don't think okay. they're but let's just say he's part of that trade market. Ryan Fitzpatrick or whatever, he comes back from his injury, and you have a multiple Matt Ryan, you have all these quarterbacks in this pool. It's gonna be a backup. Okay, that's Garoppolo right. Garoppolo will be a go a, a good backup somewhere. And he'll be man. <sighs> Am I? Would it be ridiculous for me to see to say Green Bay at this point? <laughs> no, he. I'm going to be honest with you. He, he's publicly stated that he cannot stand the Green Bay Packers. He said it last night. He said quite literally in quotes, "F the Packers." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, he hates them. You understand? He's a Chicago guy. Okay, Harry. Harry. I don't care. I'm telling you, Jimmy G won't up. even. He's already made his money. He's gotten paid. He don't care. He, that man, I'm telling you, he is an old school football player. This guy's played with a bum shoulder, a bad knee, a broken hand. He plays for the love of the game. Is he better than, is he better than Daniel Jones? You think? Wow. Yes. Okay. I honestly believe he's better than Daniel Jones. So you're, so you're Joe Mara in, in the New York Giants front office, right? You hire Joe Schoen. Right, the Bills assist you, you. You hire Joe Schoen as your next general manager. Then he, let's say he brings in Brian Flores. Well, yeah. uh, no matter the, what, no matter Sean what, Wa- but Deshaun Watson will follow. You're Joe Schoen. Uh huh. Deshaun Watson might never play football again. Let's say let's Joe Schoen. Right. Your first move in your first general manager job is to bring in a guy who just played like that yesterday in the NFC and in, in, in the NFC divisional round, right? 111 of 1931 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick in the red zone. 
when Daniel Jones, arguably when he was playing a top 15 quarterback this year that people forget about. Because you saw the Giants, the Giants were competing in games against good teams when Jones was playing. As soon as he goes out, this team looks like it would have had the, uh, probably the worst offensive team in football maybe that I've ever seen. So, Harry, would you send Jimmy G to the Giants? Would If you're Joe Mara, you take a Jimmy G over Daniel Jones right now? With the position you're in, having to pay Jimmy G if he comes and, and either taking on that contract, I don't know if he's a free agent, but having to pay him nonetheless. No. Starting a quarterback competition there with two relatively no. mediocre quarterbacks? No, honestly, I, I, I don't, and, and I'd have to agree with that sentiment. But, I mean, do I think he's better than Daniel Jones? Yes. If I was the general manager in that uh, organization, I'd say no. Uh, they have two quarterbacks linked to the Giants that are the front runners right now, especially if Brian Flores goes. Uh, it is Mitchell Trubisky and, uh, and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson being number one, Mitchell Trubisky being number two. You know, I could see that marriage happening yesterday. Okay. I mean, honestly, I could see that one happening yesterday. Hey, you got some comments up here. We'll pull them up. I'm going to go ahead and pull them up for you. Told you Cincinnati was going to win. Fat Mike says Jimmy G is average. He's playing to go to the Super Bowl. Fat Mike says, really? Go ahead and take it from there. Big Mike is at church. Leave him alone. <laughs> this is 25. Cool. All right. Uh, that piece of trash, Aaron Rodgers, is nothing compared to the GOAT, Tom Brady. I, I'm going to have, you know what? I, I got to agree with him. Look I, at him yesterday. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is the MVP of the season. Do you really? Yeah. He played the best. He was the best quarterback all year. Okay. Forget yesterday. He was the best quarterback all year. We could use Jimmy G in Chicago. Feels is a bust. He's a troll. Whatever. Now, now, Troy, those are fighting words. Okay. I will kick you and ban you from my platform, even on his platform, if you say that again. There is no such thing. Daniel Jones laughing. Face. Yeah. People forget how good Daniel Jones played. People forget how well he played during the year. He played. He was solid. Bears, Flores, Watson, undefeated Super Bowl champs. Unrealistic. Um, I'll take that. Unrealistic, though. Listen, let's talk about this game in detail. Niners sure. beat the Packers yesterday, 30, 13 to 10. Can you say that again? The Niners beat the Packers 13 to 10. Okay. Jimmy G, if I, I'm going to read you these stats and you're going to be like, it's going to sound like there's no Hold way on. the Niners won this game. Can I add someone to our stream if you don't mind? Of course. Of course. Let's bring him in. Okay. Bring it in. The Cincinnati Bengals' biggest fan, Mr. Fat Mike himself. What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Happy football weekend, huh? Brother, do you smell that aroma in the air? I mean, doesn't it smell good? Yeah, because I was right. It's the smell of being correct. Uh, you know, I was wrong on the other game. I thought I thought Green Bay was going to beat San Fran, but I knew since he was going to beat him. But I'd rather be lucky than good anyway. But on a side note, it, I know I'm down here in Florida, Mike, right. and I, I can smell that pungent Swiss cheese or that cheddar smell down here. Tell, oh, me yeah. how the, how, tell me how the aroma smells from the cheese closer to Wisconsin. Listen, Harry, you and I, Jacob, you and I were talking about this uh, for the last couple of weeks. I said at the beginning of this playoffs that the San Francisco 49ers were the most dangerous team in this playoff. They're just one of those teams that absolutely controls the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball with a very strong defensive line. And, a, a, I mean, you got all pro bowlers pretty much pro bowlers across that entire offensive line. They could have me running the ball back there or Jacob running the ball back there for 156 yards a game. A team like that going into the playoffs is a very, very scary team. 
plain and simple. Doesn't matter what Jimmy G does. He could just do his own thing. He can be that quarterback that goes like we saw last night, having a costly interception at one point. But he could be that guy where he goes 10 for 24 for 135 yards and an interception and still get a W. And that's because of the offensive line and how Kyle Shanahan coaches that team. Right. And I read you these stats, right? 11 of 19, 131 yards and a pick and no touchdown. And and uh, Elijah Mitchell, 17 carries for only 53 yards. And you're going to, and you tell me, you know, well, the Niners probably lost that game, right? You look you look at the other side, right? Aaron Rodgers, 20 of 29, 225 yards, no touchdowns. But Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 41, nine catches for 129 yards. Devontae Adams, nine catches, 90 yards. Listen, it feels like a game that the that the Packers win. It does when you look at the stats, but obviously it's more than just the stats, right? Special teams for the Packers, maybe the worst special teams performance I've ever seen from any team in my whole life, right? I mean, on the game-winning field goal to end your season, you have 10 guys on the field. Are you kidding me? What are you doing, right? Can you can you say that again? Green Bay lost. Green Bay, they did lose. Green Bay okay, did. Good, 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 good. Green Bay did you, know, you don't understand. I'm going to go big screen the mic. Look at the smile when I say Green Bay <laughs> lost, Mike. Yeah, no, I know, man. It was it was a fun here, game to here, watch. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. How's the couch feel, Aaron? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, God. You see these? This is tears of joy. You, you just don't have a clue, guys. <laughs> I You just don't have a clue. It, I, I guess you could understand a little bit, Jacob, when I tell you, New England got beat by 40. Yeah, yeah, they did. I'm very happy. Okay. You do you do understand that, right? I mean, seriously. So let that let's just just inhale that. It just just it makes me so happy. And the Cowboys lost. Oh, it's, it's just been a great playoff so far. God God the are going there's to the a God. There's a God, he's good. And and God is Greek. You understand that, right? Aaron Rodgers right now is Aaron Rodgers right now is you know that Wolverine meme of him cleaning off the picture. Reminiscing yeah. on a guy. He's he's looking at David Bakhtiari right now, wishing he had him because Aaron Rodgers sacked five times, pressured on thirty-four point two percent of his dropbacks. That's a ridiculous number. Right? He was I mean, you're missing your all pro left tackle. And I understand it's besides quarterback, it's arguably the most important position in football. I still though, still though. Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times against the one seed, still pulls out a win, still scores 19 points, right? It's it, it, it's unexcusable if, if you're the Packers and you're Matt LaFleur on this Sunday morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Troy says, Big Mike. And Facebook user says, good to see you, big fat That Mike. Facebook user that is Mr. Very, uh, that's, that's Mr. That's, Mr. that's Tony Williams. How you doing, Tony? Thanks for chiming in. Big Mike blushed seeing Rogers lose. <laughs> Took a $25 loss on Green Bay, but Packers are done this year. I guess it's a win-win, right? Like, I bet yeah. on the Patriots to win that game, and they lost, but I, I mean... Listen, but those are those. That's, that's happy when you lose money on them. But yeah. I can honestly tell you, I touted San Francisco to win that game. I touted them just as much as I touted Tennessee to win. I was wrong in one. I shouldn't have been, but an L is an L. Okay. Yeah. So anybody that wants to tell me that Tennessee didn't deserve to win that game, they did. But you know what? They didn't. Cincinnati's moving on. I'm happy for the team, and I love Joe Burrow. But again, I got to tell you. It's Sunday the 23rd. 
<laughs> Green Bay's out of the playoffs. I am just, I'm just that was what elated. I wish huh? That was what I wished for yesterday on my birthday. Oh, I, happy birthday, Jacob. Thank you. But yesterday, yeah. I, I, I wish for a Packers loss for you. That was what happened. Actually, no, I, you know, it's the teams I bet on. So just, I'm like the fade god now. So you just have to, you just, Oy vey. yeah, I'm at that point in my life. Oy vey. I, <laughs> I'm really on a heater this year, aren't I? I, um, or in this playoff, I did well during the year. The playoffs have been rough for me. I um, definitely want to say though, like Harry, what you guys were saying, I was catching you guys talking a little bit about that Cincy and Titans game. And I was cracking up watching that game yesterday. I mean, getting Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times in that game has all the markings of a loss for the Cincinnati Bengals. And for somehow, some way, they just came out and won that game. I'm really happy that Cincinnati beat Tennessee. I love Cincinnati, man. I think they're so – I think I, I love Joe Burrow. I've loved Joe Burrow since he got – like before he got drafted, I think he's one of the coolest guys I've ever seen. Um, but it's this might be the best two-year turnaround in NFL history, right? I mean, to go from number one pick to whatever happened last year to the five pick, and all of a sudden you're in the AFC championship because you draft two incredible offensive weapons that already have chemistry with each other. So let me ask you guys this question. As it sits right now, we both know what happened to Dak Prescott. We both know what happened to Joe Burrow last year. Who is the comeback player of the year? Burrow. All day, Burrow. There's no way. Burrow. There's no Burrow. way. I think so, too. I think you know, so too. And, and I can honestly say that I, I – look, I'm – from a financial standpoint, I was very upset to see Tennessee lose. And no one can blame me. I mean, I know what I watched with my own two eyes. But I got to tell you, man, I'm so happy for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody loves an underdog. You got to. And you know what? Especially for what's happened to that city. Mike, you were in diapers the last time the Cincinnati Bengals won a, yeah. won, won, won a playoff game. I mean, it just really just try to let that sink in. There wasn't even text messaging. Well, not only that, but just the new blood, man. The new yeah. blood in the playoffs is fun to watch. I mean, we're, we have the potential next year or this coming next week to have either the Buffalo Bills or Kansas City go up against Cincinnati. All three young, great quarterbacks that are going to lead this league for years to come, barring yeah. any injury. Oh, Patrick they better Mahomes, get an Josh offensive Allen. line. They better get a line. Yeah, and that's that you know that's that's what I was saying yesterday. I was like, man, look at fucking Joe Burrow's just starting to be. Sorry, yep. I swear, sorry. Joe Burrow's just <laughs> Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow. He's just starting to become a part of the turf. You know what I mean? Like he, he was getting pasted into the ground all game. It's like, and I'm sitting there. I was like, man, that Penisuel would look pretty damn good right now on that old line, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He, and they, but he really you, you go out, you grab Jamar Chase. And the reason the Bengals won that game yesterday, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the reason. I, the, Jake, I heard you talking all the numbers between what Jamar Chase did and what T. Higgins did, Uz, Uzama did yesterday. I mean, the, the list goes on and on with that team. The reason that team wins is because they have so many options. Joe Burrow can dump the ball off anywhere. He has five legit weapons on that on that on that on that team on the offensive side of the ball. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Uh, Tyler Boyd, Uzama, and then now you got uh, Joe Mixon coming out of the backfield. And Perrine has looked pretty solid, too, all season. Yeah, so you yeah. legit have six but, weapons there. But but I have a question. I got a proposal. Sorry about that. The, the, the Tennessee Titans have two weapons. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones is not Julio Jones of old. No. no. Julio Jones hasn't scored touchdowns in how many seasons, guys? No, I, I, I know that. It's been all a right. couple. You got A.J. Brown and you got Derrick Henry. You stop one of those guys. With a with a with a mediocre one dimension best quarterback. 
You make them one dimensional. That's that's you. Right. That's the thing. I, I have a question for. I have a question for both of you guys. Let's rewind to the beginning part of the season, and the NFL draft was upon us. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody was talking about the big offensive tackle that went to Detroit. What was his name again? Come Penny on, please. Sewell. Yeah, P- Penny Sewell, and everything else. And, and, and Cincinnati's on the board. Everybody knew that Jamar Chase was there, but did anybody on this platform? I know I didn't. I know Jacob didn't, and I I don't know if Fat Mike did. But weren't you taking an offensive lineman yeah. to try to protect this young man all day? Yeah. Especially, and, especially, and, and it goes to show you. And it goes to show you, we don't know shit, because they end up taking Jamar Chase. We're all saying, what did they do that for? They never dressed, drafted, you know, they, they never addressed the offensive line. These guys are in the AFC Championship. I guess we don't know yeah. anything, Jacob. But, you know I they mean, did though. But in in Cincinnati's defense, they did go out and address the offensive line a little bit in the offseason in free agency. Free agency, right? And yeah, here's they, they ended up getting yeah, put in Spain. Line, and please, Chicago fans. I don't want to hear anything more about that the Bears are better than the Bengals because we uh, beat them. If, 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 you know what? If I no, have to no, see no, another no. post, if it's I see another post, I want to throw up in my mouth. I got one better for you. Yesterday, sure. Jets Twitter, Jets beat both the Titans and the Bengals during the season. <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. The New York Jets beat both the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans. Oh, and by the way, you can also tell the audience, who did the Greek have in both of those games? He did. He had the Jets. He had the Jets. That was, that was, those were two good picks. Yeah, so I guess the Jets and the Bears, I, they yeah. should go to the Super Bowl, exactly. damn it. Exactly. Matt Wilson, Justin Fields in the Super Bowl, book it. Yeah. Book it, baby. Yeah. Book it. The book bad, it. the dumpster fire bowl is what we'll call that one. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah sure. Hey, but congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. I yes. thought it's awesome. Absolutely. But this is something I've been I, I've been so vocal about, especially when it comes to the Jets. When you you can rebuild, you can fix your offensive line and free agency. You don't you don't need to draft alignment because all these you know these star offensive linemen you see in the first sure Kristen Wirfs, Quentin Nelson. Great, but there's a lot of guys that are constantly in free agency that you're like, oh my god, how did they land this guy? And then they're, you know, tra- listen, Charles Leno, get Charles don't, Leno, get out don't of even here go Charles there, get, get get him out of here, he's Charles trash, Leno, dude. he's trash. He did well in Washington, it, it, oh yeah, he he's well in Washington. That's like saying you did. That's like saying you got a burrito from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. really. Yes. That's like saying yeah. that I got a like I got a fried ribbon to make get out of here from Taco Bell. Get I'm sorry. And yeah. then of course Morgan Moses, right from from Washington, they let him walk. Jets okay. is our is our left is our right tackle, probably heading into Trent next. Williams. Game. They can resign him. Trent Trent Williams. Yeah, but did you really just say Charles Leno? Did Charles he say Leno. that, Mike? No, but he, but yeah. listen, it's an example. Just you're you're barking up the wrong tree here. Really? You know, I'm from Chicago. I watched that guy get ran over and steamrolled all season. Yeah. Ran over, but bro. Then, he couldn't well, stop guys, you, Jacob. Yeah. Okay, guys, like I, I I hate to keep going with with the with the Bears, but like a guy who I loved right away, and a guy who I said. In I'm gonna draft, kick him off, Mike. <laughs> a, guy, a guy in the draft who I said he's gonna be—he's a franchise guy. Who? Tevin Jenkins. Who? who oh yeah, 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 no, yeah Tevin yeah. Jenkins has has the making of being a, a real deal tackle. But like the, like you just said though, you can find guys in free agency and you can find guys in the draft. Okay, I like I like Larry Borm a lot out of, hey, out of Mizzou. 
they're actually saying that Larry Borum could be the left tackle. Is yeah, gonna be not not can be. He is going to be right. the starting left tackle for the Bears over that. Tevin Jenkins because they say he has more of an upside for that well, position. And Tevin they're thinking Jenkins about also well, played right tackle mostly and right tackle snaps. And they're thinking about switching him and putting him over right. the right tackle. But right. then again, those are the Chicago Bears. We don't right. know shit. You're Sorry, I don't mean to curse. With, with those guys that you find in free agency, you're gonna pay out the nose for. Uh-huh. Any good offensive lineman that you find in, in, in free agency, it doesn't. You could be a middle of the road guy. Look at what look at what Leno got. Yeah. I mean, let's let's go back to that. You want to bring up Charles Leno? Look what he got. Right. You know, it, it's you're gonna pay out the nose for an offensive offensive any offensive lineman, in free especially agency. a left tackle. Right. And now there there's one guy I know where we're at in the draft. The Bears got I think they're 39. Bears are 39 in this upcoming draft. Seven picks into the second round. There's one guy that's out there that looks anything that you maybe can, can fall to is Philaley out of Minnesota. Honestly, what? And here's my thing, right? And I'm looking at it at, at, as both a Bears, uh, as both the Bears perspective and then as a Jets fan, I'm sitting at number 10. I'm looking there. I'm like, man, what's stopping you from taking Garrett Wilson at 10? Getting a guy who's who's so good. A guy who's so good. You're sitting at 39. You know, Jahan Dotson is there, the wide receiver out of Penn State. Drake London out of USC. These guys are going to be difference makers. Traylon Burks. These are guys who I think will be difference makers. What's yeah, that? Traylon Burks is the walk And you surround Justin Fields with more weapons to work and develop. Yeah, but I, I, I've seen like, a couple of those guys that you just said, the, the, the guy out of USC and Traylon Burks. I've seen different reports where those guys are going – you know, you see reports on a, on a mock draft where they, they go in the middle of the first round. I mean, I seen Traylon Burks yesterday go 10 to the Giants. I saw him go 10 to the Jets. Or 10 to the Jets or whatever it was. But then I seen another AP, another advanced poll placement for the mock draft where he goes in the second round at 34. The real, we know nothing. It's the answer. You know, but, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, and that's the thing. The Bears, every team needs to stop doing this now. I mean, it, the teams that are in shambles. You can no longer just go out there like I'm talking like the Jaguars, the Jets, the Giants, the Bears, the Texans, so on and so forth. These teams suck for a reason is because they draft dumb and they do dumb things during the draft where they trade away draft capital all right, or bad signings. I mean, there's bad signings all across the board on every single one of those teams. All right. The thing that the what all these teams need to do now, it's not, oh, we need a quarterback. We have to draft a quarterback. Just because you need a quarterback doesn't mean there's a viable option at quarterback in the draft. Yeah, that's true. This year's this year's NFL draft, there isn't one quarterback in this draft that I like whatsoever. Plain and oh, simple, wow. not a single one. Mike, Jacob, one. you guys got to hold that thought. Since Mike is on the program right now, we have to go ahead and pay some homage and pay the bills for Mr. Fat Mike. A little toast and a little something for Nick and Ivy Brewing. We'll be right back. There you go. Hello. This is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend. 
or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. I'll tell you what, if you haven't been to Nick and Ivy Brewing, ladies and gentlemen, go down to Ivy Brewing because I'll tell you what, go down there and grab a Fat Mike or a Hubner. They're supposed to be delicious beers. It's not like I would know because <laughs> hasn't sent me one yet. But maybe someday, Mr. Jacob Charnow is going to make it big. By the way, University of Syracuse, ladies and gentlemen. And there might be a Charnow beer coming out. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows, right? Who knows? Who knows? Whatever we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, listen, I, I my thing is like you're looking in free agency at these receivers, and I can't remember the last time. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> There's actually they actually have an Italian joint right next to it. It's delicious. It's called what the hell is that place called? I forget. Um, what the hell is it called? I forget. I'll have to get back to you on that one. You don't remember because they don't pay you a royalty yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I remember if they paid us. Yeah, that, that's for damn sure. Uh, yeah. Back to your free agent thing, though, Jake. Like you said, there's a lot of free agent wide receivers in this draft in this in this in this free agency class coming up. None of them are going to make as big of an impact as as a guy like Jamar Chase or a guy like Jalen right. Watson for this Dolphins. Offense. Right. Right. Because I look at Corey Davis this year at the Jet. The Jets signed him, who was a top free agent, and you know he made obviously got hurt, but even when he was playing, he didn't do much. But then you look at a guy who they drafted in the second round, Elijah Moore, who now is all of a sudden looking like he could be a wide receiver one in this offense. Right. It's it, obviously you don't know when you draft a guy what's going to happen with him, right? There's it's it, it's high risk, high reward in the draft always, especially in the first round. Right. But, well, yeah, definitely. But, That's how that works. But free agency, there, you're not going to find a a receiver in free agency. That's going to make nearly as big of an impact as a guy that you might have an opportunity to take at 10, 11, 12. Just because those good wide receivers, teams aren't letting them walk, obviously. Well, right? I mean, and that's like, not necessarily stud, true. Unless a stud like Devonta Adams is going to walk this year. Well, and he might, depending on what goes on with Aaron Rodgers. He might. You also have Calvin Ridley on the block down there. Yeah. Out there, Maybe, down there in Atlanta. Is different. You have Christian Kirk. All right. There's guys that are out there that can, that are difference makers in today's NFL. With Kirk the speed. plays for the Cardinals, correct? Yes. There are speedy wide receivers out there that do make a difference in today's NFL. Like they they can make a difference in the game. The speedy slot guys, the 10 yard mm-hmm. cut, the 10 yard slant guys, the quick hitch guys. But this is the problem with this year's free agency wide receiver classes. Every single one of them are small. Mm-hmm. You don't have you don't have that guy that's out there anymore. Mike Williams is the biggest wide receiver that's hitting free agency this year, and that's if he hits free agency. Right. I don't think he's going anywhere with Herbert there. No, I doubt it. He's you don't think so? Listen. I don't think so. Mm-mm. That's that that's that's one of the best one two wide receiving tandems in all of football is Justin Herbert or Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, and uh Keenan Allen. You can see more guys get re-signed with um right. with the with the increase in salary cap also coming right. in. Exactly. I mean that, it, it, everything plays into effect, but I mean the free agent class this year, there's there's a lot of small wide receivers. That's the way the NFL's going. It's going for speed. Everybody knows that. Separation, separation and verticalness. That's how that's how the that's how teams win in today's NFL. Is that big bomb? Look exactly what's going on with Cincinnati with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. 
Yep. Tyler Boyd, every all three of those guys will can blow you off the line. Completely. Tyler Boyd not huge though, huh? Is Tyler Boyd not huge? He's not he's huge. Big. He's six two. He's a oh, big no. dude. I thought it was a big guy. I thought it was big. Yeah, no, he, he, he got dude. thick too, man. He 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 got really cut too. No, he, the guy that the guy that's the unsung hero of the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, is T. Higgins. He's so good. That dude's so good. Love really to have so? T. Tell me why you think that way, Mike. He's just he's just he, the guy. Everything you throw at him, he catches. He's a he's a he's a vacuum with the football. He touch everything that touches his hands, he catches. He's so reliable, man. And he's just his route running capability is just. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like he doesn't stray away from his route. And if Joe Burrow is ever in trouble with a little bit of time, if Joe Burrow ever, if Joe Burrow when he does extend a play, T Higgins is the very first option that breaks off of his route to find Joe Burrow. Right. That's huge out of a wide receiver. And you it's not your quarterback finding you. It's you finding your quarterback, being in your line of sight. Hey, hey, I'm open, dude. Throw me the damn ball. And, 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 and you like a guy like Jamar Chase, and all of a sudden T. Higgins can still have his, you know, seven catches, yeah. six it, yards. Mark, mark my words. Next year, I would, I, would, I would imagine after what they've seen this year and after Joe Burrow got sacked the most times in all of football this year at 55 times the guy was hit. All right, and then it just goes to show that over the last two weeks in the playoffs, I think he was sacked, what, four times last week, nine times this week? Yeah. That's 13 times, so 65 times this guy, 68 times this guy's been hit? Yeah. You have to go address that offensive line. You have to. to. I want to talk to you guys about this also to stray away here. A little bit, and I know you guys love this, because Aaron Rodgers, right, says, let's say he leaves the Packers next year, which is more likely. Really? I think he's done. He's not leaving. So hypothetically, he says in his post-game interview, which he said, I don't want to be part of a rebuild if I keep playing, which the Packers, I don't really think are in a rebuild. I think their defense is incredible, and I think that they have all the weapons they need to, uh, unless they let Devontae Adams walk, which would be only if Aaron Rodgers. I think they only don't re-sign Devontae Adams if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. I think then they go full rebuild on this. Well, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, I don't think Devontae Adams Adams will come back either. You're right. Right. But I think that feeling would be mutual. Right, he says something like he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, and I got to thinking, well, what teams aren't part of aren't rebuilding right now that are in need of a quarterback? Because every team I thought of, they're kind of rebuilding, and here are the four teams I thought of hypothetically. Right, if what we're hearing, if Tom Brady does retire, I I think by the way, I want to be the first to say it. I, I think he's done regardless this year. Oh, really? You think he's you think Rogers going to retire or Brady? No, 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 Brady. Oh, okay. That's it. All right. So let's say Brady retires. The Bucks could use him, right? Because they still have all those weapons. But even then, Chris Godwin on a contract year, I doubt they bring him back. Antonio Brown, obviously not there anymore. I don't think they'd have the money for him, Jacob, though. They, uh, they, they really had to squeeze their, their well, butt cheeks together to get this team to stay together this year. That doesn't exist anymore from what we've seen in the NFL. Right. Um, the Tennessee Titans, I said. Right, they have weapons, and they got. But I doubt if they if he wants to go to the AFC. I think these other two options are better. I said the Steelers, obviously, and then um, and then the Indianapolis Colts. I think. I mean, imagine if Aaron Rodgers was on the Colts this year. I mean, oh my God, Mike, what do you think of that? What if Aaron Rodgers was on the Colts this year? If Aaron Rodgers on the Colts, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, how about, how about Aaron, a possible Aaron, Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers is also one of those guys too, where. How do I say this? We've all seen a quarterback make a wide receiver. You understand what I'm saying? We've seen yes. quarter, we've seen Tom Brady make 
That's Julian tough. Edelman. We've seen Tom Brady make Wes Welker. We've seen Aaron Rodgers have, you know, uh, awesome wide receivers in Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. Those guys, you put those guys on any other team. They're not Randall Cobb. They're not Jordy Nelson. Well, yeah, Jordy Nelson on where you got the Raiders. Exactly. I mean, that's what we've seen. So, but honestly, my 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 in opinion, in my own opinion, I, he ain't going nowhere. Guys, I mean, if, if he goes anywhere, I would think it's retirement to his couch where he's at now. Yeah, honestly, I don't think he leaves Green Bay. He, in my reasoning, I've said it before a few times, he has the easiest path to the playoffs by staying in the NFC North. Yeah. Because I, all I, I, the three teams that are underneath him suck. Yeah. yeah. The Lions are so far out. The Vikings couldn't buy a buy a playoff buy-in. And the Bears are still, I mean, we're in in turmoil with not having a GM or a head coach, not understanding what, not understanding or knowing what you have in Justin Fields just yet. There's so many questions around each and every single one of those teams in the NFC, and the only team that's a legit team is the Green Bay Packers. And right. that's even with the injuries to Jair Alexander and the big defensive lineman that came back last night. Help me out. What's his name? I forget his name. I don't remember, but I mean that—that's—that's that's what I'm saying. He's not going anywhere, guys. He—he he literally has the easiest path to the playoffs. And if you have that easiest path to the playoff, we all know what can happen any given Sunday, any given Saturday in the NFL. If we just saw it last night again, Cincinnati Bengals beating up, beating the Tennessee Titans, number one seed, and we see the San Fran for the fourth time in the playoffs go into Green Bay and knock out the Packers. Yeah, so but it is true on any given Sunday. It looks so, like any so team can be beat. Aaron Rodgers comes back, right? And let's say they don't have the let's they just don't have the money to resign Devontae Adams, right? Causes this big turmoil. If I'm the Packers, I mean, besides Eric Stokes last year, who's been actually pretty solid this year, I've drafted like garbage in the first round the last couple of years. I'm giving away a first rounder if if I can get a guy like Calvin Ridley, if I can get a guy like DK Metcalf, but only if Devontae Adams if oh, Devontae Adams dips. Even if, if I mean you if just can't pay the other guys, honestly. If he dips, you still got MVS. You, you who there's another uh wide receiver oh, up there. Fine. Who who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Lazard. Lazard. Lazard, thank you. And don't forget that we all just watched him draft and they they haven't even used the guy yet. He was a guy oh, that I know. wanted the Bears to get, Amari Rogers. Amari yeah. Rogers can be your next Antonio Brown, guys. And that's legit. You think so? I know so. Did they give him the chance? How do you give him a chance behind Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and and MVS? Yeah, I mean, right now the guy that's always doing is returning punts and kickoffs. Yeah, that's what Antonio Brown did his first couple seasons in the, in the league. That's what a lot of wide receivers yeah. did. Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. Yeah, those yeah. guys weren't anything before they got to their big quarterback. If somebody like Devontae Adams walks, there's always a guy that slides right in, guys. It's 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 there's always a guy that has a place on the roster for a reason. And you just plug and play. Yeah, so guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. I got to go eat some eggs. You guys finish up the show. Have a great show. This is awesome. And my picks today, really quick before I bounce out my picks, I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Tampa. And I'm, that's enough. He said Tampa. I'm kidding. Sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I'm going to go with Tampa and I'm going to go with Buffalo. Okay. All right. There we go. Respectful. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate you. See you, brother. Adios. It's always, it's always, always good having him on. Yes, sir. We'll talk about these games now. Today, Harry, Rams plus three at the Bucks. Points total forty eight and a half. I mean, I love the Rams. You like the Rams, I know it. But let's 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 talk a little bit more in depth about it. Why do you like the Rams? And also, why do you like the over? 
because I know you like the over in this one. Actually, I, I don't know if I like the over. I, I'm going to stay away from that. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to tell I, you why. I, I honestly am too. I like the Rams. Honestly, I like the Rams on the money line. But if you want to play it safe, take the Rams plus three. Yeah, it's actually down to two and a half. You know, this game started out originally at minus six. Just think about that. That's millions of dollars. In some books, it was five and a half and six at one point. It went all the way down to two, two and a half. And now some books are even at three. Yep. Listen, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a very, very talented football team. Very, very talented. Suspect a little bit on defense, especially in the secondary, even though they got healthy. Linebacking core is pretty good. Uh, they're number three against the run, which Cam Akers and the L.A. Rams are extraordinary, but a lot of people don't know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 31st in the league when you're running the football against their defense outside the hash marks. Okay, But those are also skewed stats, but to a degree they are. Why do I like the Rams to cover if not win this game? I'm going to tell you exactly why. Tampa Bay is relegated to one wide receiver right now in Mike Evans. I'm not saying Brashard Perryman is not a household name because he's not, but he's not playing anyway. But the real reason is this. Jalen Ramsey can lock down Mike Evans and have a safety swing over and help him if it's needed. That's big problems for Tampa. So they're going to say, well, you, you have Rob Gronkowski. Well, who's going to protect Brady? Because Tristan Wirfs is not, if he does play, he's playing on one bum leg. The backup is hurt. The center's hurt. The right guard is hurt. Mm-hmm. What do you got left? You're going to have to max protect. And the reason why I don't like the Bucks, it's not because of Brady and the offense and the injuries that I told you about. It's because of their coaching staff and the propensity of having to throw the football all over the field. Yeah. And I just know in my heart they're not going to do that. They're going to try to run the football. The Rams are going to stuff it, and then they're going to go to chuck it and duck it all over the place. I'm never, Harry. We're gonna we're telling the Bucks to not run the football today. <laughs> yeah. For the first time, I think, ever. I think that's the first time we've ever said those words. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. Getting under for that back's big though. Look, and I said it in the beginning part of the season, and I'm staying with it now. The best team in the National Football League yep. are the LA Rams. The Rams I'm have sorry. The Rams have been my Super Bowl pick since they traded for Stafford. I, I know that. And you know, so I'm I don't know. straight all day. I'm but you know where I'm coming from on there. And those for those reasons, I like the Rams. Me too. Exactly the same reason. Especially, I mean, we don't know what it's looking like with Werfs or uh, Jensen if they're going to play. I, I would guess Werfs plays, Jensen doesn't. But it's, I, I don't know. I really have no idea. Um, if they both play, I think the same result happens. If neither of them play, I think it's a wider margin. Obviously, um, listen, Aaron Donald, you have to double team him. He's quietly still probably the best player in football. I don't think that's I don't I, I, I think it's hard to debate that. Right. You have to put three guys on him at a time. As soon as you put one on him, it's done. Von Miller, all of a sudden now an impact maker in the playoffs. Making an impact. And then, you know, you still have Cooper Cup against a buck secondary that's been, I mean, for la honestly, it's been awful. They've been really bad this season, right? Yeah. Cooper Cup's been all over the place. You're not, you can't defend him. You're not going to shut him down. No team has been able to. They didn't do it the first time. They won't do it today. There's no scheme. There's no defensive scheme. 
right? Nope. No defensive scheme. You have so so Cooper Cup. You get Van Jefferson, OBJ, probably the best midseason acquisition in all of sports. He he's been great, right? Yeah. Stafford is one of those guys who makes his receivers great. And that's what I think is so underrated about Matthew Stafford. I mean, the last two top receiving seasons, that's who the quarterback's been. And it's not to take away from Cooper Cup or Megatron, obviously, because I think they're two greats. But Stafford's been fantastic. He's getting them the ball, right? Because you try you try and stop Cooper Cup. And he's always open. But then you have OBJ, who is still a great receiver. It's going to be really hard for the Bucs to stop this Rams offense. It's a matter of, are the Rams going to stop this Rams offense? Because every time they lose, they shoot themselves in the foot. Every single time. Right? Yep. So, I like the Rams in this one. I'm going with my gut. I don't care. I've heard, you know, obviously the only thing is, right, they, oh, the Bucks have Tom Brady. Okay. All right. Great. But you look at matchups. The NFL's about matchups. Jalen Ramsey has shut down Mike Evans most of the times they've played. Um, sometimes Mike Evans gets the best of them, but I don't think that's going to happen today. You know, if if Chris Godwin goes around, this game might be a little bit of a different. If AB story. was in this game, this game might be different. But he's if not. That's true. If AB was in the game, this game would definitely be a, di- a different a different side of it because they're look as much of a problem as Antonio Brown was, uh, they're going to miss him, especially in this game because they're going to have to take some of the pressure off of Mike Evans. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I just like Los Angeles in this game, especially yeah. to cover well, the points. So do I. We move it on here to Buffalo plus one and a half at Kansas City. The points totals 54, which honestly I think might be the most points. That might be the highest points total in the entire season so far, right? Mm-hmm. So I uh, first of all, I think the Bills win this game. But before I say why I think the Bills win this game, I think that I'm going to take the under in this game too. I think 54 is a lot of points especially with both defenses, the way that they're playing. Yeah. And I think that both these offensive teams, uh, both the offenses have been, we've seen sometimes they're, they're really, really good. The bills most of the season have just been a second half team. The chiefs, they've been a first half team. So listen, I don't, I, I, but we've also seen the chiefs offense come out and fall flat on their face against worse teams than the bills. And we've seen the bills come out and play flat footed against the Jaguars. I, I, I'm so split on this game, but why I like the Bills a little bit is that they don't really allow those big plays that give the Chiefs momentum, right? When you slow the Chiefs offense down, they don't put together these long eight-minute drives, seven, eight-minute drives consistently enough to win a game. The Bills, the Bills do. The Bills have started to run the football, which is dangerous if you're playing against them. Because all of a sudden, Devin Singletary looks like a playoff stud. Josh Allen now has this this scramble ability that he's using. I can't see anyone covering Stephon Diggs. But then you get a guy like Cole Beasley, a guy like Gabriel Davis. How do you defend these guys? And then the Bills are fully healthy, both offensively and defensively. The Chiefs play better when Clyde Edwards-Alaire isn't in the game. Now, CH is back. 
and he's going to be starting at running back. Okay. Obviously, Kelsey Hill. Teams have figured out how to shut down Tyreek Hill. You can't shut down Travis Kelsey. He's just too good. Right? He's just a purely talented guy. But you can shut down speed. They've shut teams have shut down Tyreek. Good. Every good defensive team has stopped Tyreek Hill in some capacity. Even the Broncos did it. Probably when you play in a high safety. You know, that's how you stop a Tyreek Hill. Exactly. But I, I'd like to interject here. How do you stop Stefan Diggs? You He's can't. Human. You, yeah, you, you literally can't. Yeah, you can't. You, you, you run a high. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of tape. Jordan, I've watched a Jordan couple of players do it. Jordan Player has been arguably the best safety in the entire league this year. Correct. Probably the best. I'll, I'll say the best safety in the league this year. Now, pair that with uh, a defensive line that's been putting pressure on quarterbacks, an offense that very quickly can fall apart. I think the Bills win this one. I'm taking. I, I like the Bills in the money line today. I'm going to go to Texas in this game, and I'm going to tell everybody out there: if you're betting real money, uh, you bet the second half, and hopefully the game is tight, and you can make an educated decision on what you're going to like. But from what I've seen and handicapped the entire season, I for one owe the Kansas City Chiefs an apology because I said they were done just before the yeah. So did I. We're the reason why the Chiefs are right. going to Super Bowl this year. Right. <laughs> but I will say that the the Kansas City Chiefs have gotten this far primarily because of their defense. Okay, still Patrick Mahomes has not changed the fact that he still likes to roll to his right. All teams know it. And the more you push him toward the sideline, especially going to his right, he is going to throw the ball a minimum of five times across his body and across field. They turn the ball over a lot. Buffalo does an extraordinary job with it. Rolling to his left, he's not as nearly as accurate. But he makes mistakes when he rolls to his right all the time. How do you stop Stefan Diggs? I've watched it. It's real simple. You get a corner up on top of him immediately. You jam him off his break and you play a zone defense and you play a safety over the top with a linebacker shadowing from the inside. You're trying to keep him toward the center of the field. Hold on. That's what Kansas City does. They do that very well. As a matter of fact, they play that type of defense almost better than any team in the National Football League. I actually paid Kansas City's defense a compliment. They do something on defense when I'm breaking film down that a lot of teams in the National Football League don't do very well, but they do extremely well. They can take your best player and kind of limit him a little bit. They're almost playing as if Belichick was coaching this defense. I'm not kidding you. Okay. Buffalo, they don't believe in Devin Singletary. Although, I still think Singletary could be a three-down back and a very effective back in this league. Jacob, you gave up very, very good reasons on why to pay Buffalo. I'm trying to give people reasons on why they can play Kansas City. And I don't like either side in this game. Mm -hmm. I can't even give you a pick. Over, under, if you held the gun to my head, I'd have to say under because of the weather, the temperature, the whole nine yards, even though they're both used to playing in these, you know, inclement weathers. I just don't think they're going to shove the ball up and down the field like everybody is thinking. Under is probably the play, but to pick a side, I have no opinion, and, I, and, and I'm sorry for that. No, man, no problem. I, I think it's – I something about Buffalo this year has been – I've liked them all week, and the more I look at it, the more I like them, which 
and it's it's hard to be like, oh yeah, they're gonna just walk in and beat the Kansas City Chiefs at home at Arrowhead because they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and a defense that's been playing out of their minds at home in Arrowhead Stadium. So there's that, but then I look at matchups once again, and you know, you're saying it takes what three, four guys to stop Stephon Diggs. I think no, I didn't say it takes three or four guys. What I'm saying is you play a man up in the line of scrimmage, and then you play a safety off the back of top of him that's covering him on a double. You're jamming him off his route. You got to disrupt his timing. I and one of the line because yeah. because Buffalo doesn't run the football, they have the liberties of taking right. an outside linebacker and shadowing to the inside to play the run or play stuff on digs coming across the middle with the safety. I'm not saying all three are playing them. Two are playing them. The third shadows. But I think all. I think when you do that, you then become susceptible to Josh Allen running for over 100 yards on your team. Take it. So yeah. But I also think you just kind of get with Stephon Diggs. I th- I've been I've I've been a huge fan of Diggs all year and last year. I like Diggs too. I like Stephon Diggs as well. I think you just gotta hope his hands stop working at some point. I think I, I think that's kind of how it goes with him. Um, but yeah, those are the games. I got the Rams and the Bills. You got the Rams and El Paso. El Paso for this for the Bills game. So Harry, I appreciate you joining me, you're man. Watch, you're gonna watch, read the rest of your your comments or no? Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'll I'll, I'll I'll, I'm gonna get you out of here first. I'm gonna let okay, you Kurt. relax, man. All right, go ahead. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me right here on 1252 Sports on the Over Under Friday evenings, 9, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, and on Mondays and Wednesdays, you can find me with Peter Blake on the Sports Web on Facebook and YouTube. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it, man. Enjoy the games today. Absolutely, man. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you for having me on. I'll sit in the back room. Adios. All right, let's watch. Let's get through uh, some of these comments here. Where were we? Here we are. Harry, what's your prediction today? We went through those. Uh, who is the superstar today? Who has a big game? That's an interesting question. Who has a big game today? Hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. That's going to be my pick. Or Cam Akers. Morning, gentlemen. Morning, Facebook user. Jacob, what's your prediction with Mims? Do they keep him? He has been a big disappointment. I don't know if they keep him. He's definitely been a disappointment. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm really not. Uh, I, I, if I were to guess, I don't think they retain him. Um, just from what I've seen, he's been, you know, everyone's been wanting him to play when he gets in, he doesn't produce, he makes mistakes that even, you know, basic, uh, solid wide receivers don't make lining up in wrong, lining up in the wrong place. A lot of holding calls. Just it's, he's been not great. Uh, Bucks have no chance. I think they definitely have a chance. I don't. I think you can't count out Tom Brady no matter what. Niner gang, good morning, Niner gang. What's going on? I'm sure you're happy this morning. Who's the Packers' next QB if Rodgers goes? I think they get Jordan Love. I think they let Jordan Love go a year, even though he didn't play too well. We are the chaos this playoffs needed. Yeah, you guys and the Bengals for sure. Just watch our tape on how to beat the Rams. It's been three years since they beat us. Sure, but guess what? Not every team has Kyle Shanahan. Not every team has D'Amico Ryan. You know, or Robert Sala running that defense, um, or the talent that the defense has, especially on the edge. Uh, I got tissues ready for sale. Uh, a lot of Bucks fans will be crying today. God is Italiano, long live Caesar Malacas. Uh, as my saying goes, make your bet on the last minute. Smart. You can't go El Paso in the playoffs, Harry. Yeah, he can. You absolutely can go El Paso in the playoffs because, you know, you don't always have to make a pick. You don't. You can always bet props. You can always bet props. Always. And I think I think that we might 
be getting him back in here right now. I think you. I think we're bringing him back. I think he's mad. Malakas, Malakas, and I. I Malakas, really? I studied in Malaka. Nah, here, pusti. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. That last one was really disrespectful. I what do you think? Can you go El Paso in the playoffs, Ari? Let me think. Yeah, I can. Yeah, just did. When, exactly. There you go. When, when I'm spending my green, brother, I, I got to go to El Paso. Absolutely, man. All right. I mean, how, how do you – I don't like to guess with people's money. You know, I just yeah. don't. No, no reason to. Nope. No, right. but, but I didn't say you had to go to El Paso. No. I said wait to the end of the first half and make a judgment on which way you want to play the second half. Exactly. Or, or find something more interesting like proposition bets. Is I love my prop bets. Right. Well, let's just say uh, Patrick Mahomes. Is he going to throw an interception, yes or no? Yeah. I, that's like a given. Sure. Gabriel Davis, any t- Dawson Knox, anytime touchdown score. We'll go with that for today. Okay. I like that. Here, there's my play for today. Don't cry about it. <laughs> There it is. Deuces, brother. Sorry. All right, guys. And with that, we're going to wrap today from the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charnow. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today. Uh, special thanks to Harry the Greek and Fat Mike for coming on to the show, guys. Go follow me on Twitter at Jacob Charnow, Instagram at Hard Count Football. Check, uh, go subscribe to my YouTube channel, Hard Count Football, uh, on YouTube. And then uh, check out all the other shows from 1252 Sports. There's a lot going on here. It's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of Chicago legends on this platform. And then me with just an opportunity uh, to talk about football. So that's, uh, it's always a lot of fun. I appreciate Mike for giving me the opportunity here, um, but be sure to go check out everywhere. Uh, all these other shows um, guys, enjoy your divisional round weekend. Enjoy the second day of games. Enjoy the bucks game bucks Rams. Enjoy bills. Chiefs make some money. As Harry says, you know, I'll bring it back in here for his catchphrase because go ahead. Keep your bets low and your returns high. I'm Harry, the Greek and Oh, it feels so good. The Packers are out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> For the ninth time today, the Packers are out of the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, guys, enjoy the divisional round. As Harry said, keep your bets low, your returns high. I'll see you all next Sunday.